0: Hey, I'm Kayla and I'm Michaela, and this is Manikami Dreamgirls
1: and today we are discussing mental health and capitalism
0: mm. oh hell yeah fun stuff
1: the best stuff I feel like every single time we start we're like oh yeah this is great <laughs> like really
0: sarcastically the funnest well because I mean Obviously, they're interesting and important topics to discuss, but generally, um, they're not, like, the best news because it's under capitalism and so... Like, every time.
1: Ha, yeah, how,
0: how great can it be? Not not so great, <laughs> How good can
1: you make it... Yeah, I mean, like, it would be weird if we started it and we were like, yeah, fucking,
0: yeah, capitalism. Mental, <laughs> mental illness and capitalism. <laughs> like, uh, um, it's kind of like enjoying the warmer weather but like knowing that it's caused by climate change and like the the increasing uh the ever encroaching climate disaster so you're like ah, it's Mm. warm but fuck we're dying (laughs) Mm. exactly yeah we're just (laughs) like well
1: it's hard to just approach difficult topics in general so like i think it's hard to start podcasts anyway but it's especially hard when you're like talking about like more difficult stuff because again how do you start like <laughs> yeah we're all suffering <laughs> like, what are you it's, like,
0: <laughs> it's like have you ever seen the movie p.s i love you
1: is this like a rom-com
0: yeah it's I've from never. like i don't know early 2000s i've like mid- seen i think the actor and actress in it but i've never seen it. no p.s i love you uh that movie like first five minutes uh dude died dead so I mean, spoiler I guess, but that movie's Damn. been out for like two decades. So get with it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I watched. I was watching that movie, and I'm just like, why the fuck? Why am I watching this? This is so goddamn sad. And I'm like four <laughs> minutes in. So yeah, we're trying to we're trying not to be like. We a, don't a, want it to be like that. No, yeah. no, 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 no. <laughs> because like. <laughs>
1: Okay, like, a listener in the Vanguard was like, well, I listen to you while I'm in the car. So we don't want them to, like, be on their car ride and they're like, damn, this is really miserable.
0: (laughs) And then just, like, decided that moment to just, like. don't, Kayla, don't make it. (laughs) Don't make the joke. (laughs) I did it. See, nothing's visual, so the joke remains between us. You decide to go get a coffee and just go home. Yeah, and just take it easy for the rest of the day. For the rest of your take, life? Just the, when you decide to take a very direct turn to get a coffee. And then for the rest of your life, take it easy. <laughs> See, another thing. How? How, what does it say about the system that you live under when you actively fantasize about, like, maybe I should just end it all today (laughs) like on your way to driving to work like your morning commute like I really wish that I would just get in a car accident because that would be better than doing this every day for the rest of forever
1: I'm not even joking when I say one time I was driving to work and there was a car on fire on the side of the road like I don't know how it set fire but it was completely aflame and I was like damn That'd be nice. So I don't have to go to work today. Like, I know for them, horrible, god awful, sorry, condolences, whatever. But, like, I was just thinking, like, you know, it'd be nice to have the day off. And you can't ever just have the day off. You have to, like, have a reason.
0: And usually it has to be a super big reason. So. Yeah. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. And even that, it doesn't matter. They're like, no. um, like, especially working in the restaurant industry, oh. which is huge for mental illness, by the way, and addiction. Yep. Uh, both yep. things rampant. Uh, because we're treated like garbage, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, like I g- guaranteed, if you've been to a restaurant, someone who is sick has served you food or made you food because Absolutely. you are not allowed to call in sick. You call oh, in no. sick, and they're like, "Is your limb like d- not attached? <laughs> Can you walk? Are you alive? You need to be here because mm-hmm. understaffing to cut overhead costs is yeah, the capitalist time. way, baby. Yep." <laughs> Oh, yeah, like, I don't know how many times, because I
1: get, when I'm super stressed out, I get really sick, and my senior year of high school, I was, for a portion of it, I lived alone, I worked at a restaurant, and I went to high school, and I didn't have a car, so it was a lot, and I got pink eye twice, and strep throat. Oh, my God so i had pink eye in one eye and i thought it went away boom pink eye in the other eye and then i got strep throat while i had pink eye in the other eye and all while this was all going on i kept having to go to work i went to work without a voice i went into my boss's office i was like i literally can't talk like what do you want me to do and he was like what do you mean go work and i was like okay yeah you're right and then i went out and the (laughs) tables were like what are you doing here you you're gonna touch my food like that and i was like what do you want me to do like i have to pay my bills there's no other option like they won't let me go home
0: so yeah no it's (laughs) it's wild um (laughs) i uh, yeah and again just reinforcing um mental illness because a lot of the or like the symptoms and and the severity of mental illness because a lot of the time like even if you have like you look sick or you're actively throwing up or you have a broken arm they still are like are you sure you can't work so when it comes to something like mental illness which is a lot of the time invisible suffering yeah um you're questioned even more Mm -hmm. they won't take you seriously at all
1: honestly i mean like Really, here's the thing, though. I can't even speak to it that much because I've never really disclosed to most of my bosses that I'm mentally ill because I'm afraid that they will not hire me or they'll fire me. And they can't Mm -hmm. fire you for that reason, but they'll find another reason. And every Or they'll take advantage
0: of it. Oh, absolutely. Like, as an excuse. Like, oh, well, your mental illness is blah, blah, blah. Or, oh... Or, um, oh, well, maybe you're thinking it's not fair just because, you know, you have that issue and blah, blah, blah. Is your perception okay sort of thing? Mm -hmm. To gaslight you, basically. But, like,
1: every state I lived in has been a right-to-work state. You don't have any, like... Uh, rights against your employer at all like there's no mm-hmm. laws to protect me from my employer in the state of ohio Same. or the state of texas so you just get Wisconsin. bent basically it's it's scary yeah like, when you look into it like seeing it on paper like there are no rules for you
0: i remember uh looking up to see like how long like mandated breaks were in wisconsin and they don't even have to give you a break legally at all like because i was at a job my i worked eight hours um sometimes 10 um but we only got two 10 minute breaks that's it and that was like barely enough time to eat anything and that job was like extremely physically demanding it was a injection mold presses and i worked a line of six or seven of those god and it was, like, I was running my ass off sweating all day. Yeah. All fucking day. Like, I barely had time to go to the bathroom without um, the pieces, like, piling up out of my machines. Jesus. Or getting behind on switching out a mold or something. So, it's just, I don't know. It's just, uh, you don't, it, it's i don't remember where i was going with this adhd moment <laughs> i was trying to i was trying to brill it back in and give myself time but i'm just like you're stalling it, it. Doesn't it. It's, come they're back. noticing
1: they're noticing they honestly i wasn't <laughs> half the time i don't notice it until you say something about it really
0: as long as okay um, so at least the times when I, like, figure it out eventually and circle back around, it might not be as noticeable as well, I
1: Well, yeah, guess. because, like, sometimes I stutter, so sometimes, maybe you're, like, thinking of the right word, like, I don't think you immediately just lost the whole plot.
0: Yeah, I think usually it's, um, I forget the main point that I was, uh, responding to, because I like to, like, round it out by, like, coming back, so, like, circling yeah. back to the main and point, then and then I'll mad. be like, I don't remember what it was. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you can just stop.
1: <laughs> you know sometimes yeah, I, I feel are
0: just stopping
1: <laughs> can I do that I don't know I used to do I... that in debate I would like it's uh, horrible to admit but I'd be in the <laughs> middle of a speech and just not want to give it anymore and be like this is stupid and I'm not going to place anyway so I would just stop right in the middle and leave I'd be like alright that was it I don't care they're just going to rate me and I'm going to never remember that again anyway So, but anyway back to the
0: topic oh yeah mental health Um, yeah, so like a lot of the time these, these jobs are are super stressful in and of themselves Mm -hmm. and your mental health is not ever taken seriously, especially because these jobs will be like, we take mental health seriously. It's like, yeah, you tell them that you have an issue and then they're like, oh, well, that's your problem. Like (laughs) you need to come to work and they only take your mental health as seriously as it impacts the company. Mm -hmm. Exactly hr is not your
1: friend never no hr is like they're scabs like if you were in a union and you were striking like hr would be like the scabs you don't go talk to hr while you're unionizing or
0: something like that <laughs> yeah i've like definitely realized the workplace basically it's yeah they're def- they're they're there to keep the company from getting sued you know how I know I know that because every time I've gotten in trouble,
1: HR has magically just been there. The one time I got fired, HR was there. Like, but any other time, HR's not there. So it's like every time I'm getting in yeah. trouble, HR's just fucking magically here. Why is that?
0: Yeah, they're they're kind of a giant a giant joke in a capitalist system for sure. But yeah, but there's been so many times that like. Because, like, I have ADHD, I have OCD, I have anxiety and depression. Just, like, getting up to go to work every morning. Um, mm-hmm. I, it was, like, I, I threw up every morning before work. Yeah. Or would, like, dry heave for 20 minutes in the shower. Um, and that was, like, a result of my anxiety. Um, a result of me not knowing that I, like, the even the lighting And these, like, the fluorescent lighting or whatever will give you a migraine. And then it's just, it's so annoying because, like, I'm sitting there and, like, standing up, like, I I need to sit down. I feel like I'm going to faint. This has sent me into several panic attacks where I have to just, like, go into the bathroom and just, like, breathe it out. Mm -hmm. Um, Or, like, I'll just be nauseous to the point where, like, I need to sit down. Mm -hmm. But you can't say that to anybody. Because if you say, oh, oh, what, you can't handle it? oh what Uh, you're just like it's this like obsession with being okay even if you're not and it's like why yeah why push yourself because I was at the point where like I wanted to slip and slide like I didn't (laughs) (laughs) yeah because it didn't seem worth it like I was in pain every single day like physical pain and just entirely exhausted it's It's like, what's, I don't know. And then it's like, how do you get, how do you improve your mental health when that's your reality? Yeah, you don't. (laughs) Because you can't, you can't positive think yourself out of those material conditions. No.
1: No. And like, to that, I relate so heavily, you know, I have borderline personality disorder. I've mentioned that on this podcast I've finally come to the terms that I'm on the autism spectrum. Like, that's finally, you know, become very clear oh, yeah. to me. Oh, yeah, same. <laughs> and so, like, with both of those things, like, the workplace is not my front. The workplace has never been my front. Constant oh, no. breakdowns, like, just... I
0: can't take. Never criticism. feeling comfortable. Never for me. Oh, I girl. never feel. comfortable. It's I like hate from the that. minute I walk in to the minute I walk out. It's like high stress. It's be- and it because like coming from being neurodivergent, like ADHD, especially being on the autism spectrum. Because I'm constantly using my energy to think about, like even walking. Yeah. Like, what am I doing with my arms? Like, it, walking across, I hated walking in front of people because it was just, like, this extra stress of, like, am I doing walking right? Because everyone always comments on how quickly I walk. They're like, mm-hmm. you walk so fast. You walk so fast. And for me, it's just normal. And so when then when I try to walk more slowly, it's like I fucking forget how to walk. Mm-hmm. And I just, like, feel like this gumpy <laughs> character. Like, And it's just, like, it sounds stupid, but the, when you're constantly having to think About not only, like, what you're doing, but just every aspect of just existing during that time in public. It, you, it's just, like, you get home and you just want to curl into a ball and sleep until the next morning. Yep. But you can't, especially, like, if you have kids.
1: Oh, no. And, like, you know, I have the luxury of, like, I've always pretty much just had to take care of myself. So when I got home, like, my free time was my free time, but. The workplace has just never been, like, a good place for me to exist. I've never, uh, ah, it's just the worst. But, like, considering that, like, another issue with that is, like, a lack of resources that the workplace will even give you for mental health. Like, we've already kind of dabbled in the fact that, like, the resources are usually shit anyways because you can't positive think yourself out of, you know, your material conditions. But Uh even if you are going to talk therapy and that's helping you in some capacity to be able to cope with, material conditions, whatever, what have you. The lack of fucking resources. Like, what are we supposed to do? It's it's mm-hmm. daunting to realize how they expect you go, to go to work every day and function and take care of your family and take care of yourself and invest in all of these things, and they don't give you any of the resources to, like, yeah. take care of yourself.
0: <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, no, it's just like, oh, eat healthy, but... Um, we're not going to pay you enough to be able to do that. Yep. Or because it's just like, yes, there's a lot of healthier options that you can get for cheaper, but that also takes the time. Do you have time to prepare it? Because uh, being poor is not just financially poor. It's, it's time. Poor.
1: Time. Yes. Ta- because, like yeah. they're not joking when they say time is money. Like if you don't have time, then you don't really don't like what is there?
0: And the biggest bullshit saying is like, "Oh, well, we all have the same twenty-four hours." Fuck no. off! Fuck no. right off!
1: Because Not part true. Of the bi-
0: part of the biggest uh, perk of wealth is being mm. able to buy more time for yourself. Yep
1: and with with resources especially with in terms of mental health like consider that in all aspects right like people who have monetary wealth are able to invest in the best of resources because mm-hmm. capitalism does have innovation in these fields to some extent Though limited because of capitalism, but only the richest people get to have those investments and those those new resources, these greatest Mm -hmm. new therapy treatments, etc. And people like you and I just get to, you know what, I'm supposed to fucking do DBT and talk therapy for the rest of my life? Like, I get that's a big part of it, but what like the rich get all of these yeah. new resources and if they have like long-term issues they get to just go to a long-term care facility like a rehab whatever no big deal yeah. no sweat off their back
0: Yeah, it's, um like therapies and, and medical resources do exist for the ultra wealthy mm-hmm. in the united states the united states then gets to tout like oh we have we have great with such a great medical care system it's like no not really because if it's inaccessible who gives a shit yeah, if I, if 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 the majority of people can't access this incredible healthcare, then it doesn't fucking matter. Does exactly. it like materially? It doesn't. Um, and so that's that's where, like, again, um, capital capitalist indoctrination gives you the perspective or it, it teaches you the perspective or indoctrinates you the, with the perspective of the haves. not have-nots so you'll go around as a person living in poverty touting how wonderful the u.s medical system is but you're Mm -hmm. not even allowed access to it exactly
1: and like um you see into that even like i just said what i'm supposed to do talk therapy for the rest of my life I'm lucky enough to be able to go to talk therapy. Like, mm-hmm. I'm talking about the yeah. rich, but there's levels to that. Like, as, you know, being working class, I still get to go to talk therapy while there's people who I know that literally can't afford to do that. And they suffer because of it. And so resources oftentimes are not for the people who need it the most. They're the ones who are suffering the most. They don't have the time to go exactly. to therapy. They don't have exactly. the money. Exactly.
0: Why, like, what's the point of having all of these resources if the people that need them the most do not have access to them? Like, it's the whole idea, like, private health insurance never made sense to me. I worked in insurance. I was, like, a a secretary for a couple Mm of years. And and health insurance never made sense to me because I'm just like, well, why do the people that need it the most have to pay the most into it? Because what's the point then? Well, because they use it the most. But that's – but the point is supposed to be <laughs> yep. it, it makes it cheaper for everybody. Yep. I mean, private insurance doesn't make it cheaper for anybody because uh, of all no. the limitations. But that's and, their and, lie anyway. And profit – yeah, the profit margins that they have off, off yeah. of it. But, like, universal health care, which is the same concept everybody throwing their money in except for there's no extra charges because it's not profit-based. <laughs> yes. It's just need-based. So it's yeah. – the, their goal is to break even. Wow, imagine. Not, not to not, not to profit. Yeah, exactly. Off of health care, which is – which even the people – which, like, if anybody who is, like, anti-communist or pro-capitalist listening to this, which I highly doubt, but even the people in the other countries that are, like, vehemently anti-communist, they still go, yeah, but it's super fucked up that you have to, like, pay to take an ambulance in the United States. Literally! Like, these are, like, the most conservative people in these other countries that are still, like, yeah, that's fucked. Like, you guys, yeah. (laughs) Because I was going to say, like, the the financial barriers, um... Mm people have financial barriers to therapy also um when it comes to uh marginalized racial groups a lot of times the they're they are not allowed access because of financial barriers but also um they're not taken as seriously yeah or their symptoms aren't taken seriously or their symptoms are written off as Mm -hmm. as something other than um, a possible mental illness yep
1: that's like a, a super big issue is uh Medical racism is super prevalent, and black women and indigenous women uh people assigned female at birth, just like face the brunt of that time and time again, mm-hmm. but it's it just goes to show like a commodified health services, privatized health care it's it's not for us, and like um a big way we see that is with colonization efforts because they used to quite literally throw indigenous people into asylums, and mm-hmm. it was to basically uh, decolonize decolon- them, you know, get them out of their religious roots and their cultural roots to stop speaking their native languages, like, to really mm-hmm. just ruin their soul, to break them. Um, and, yeah. and then again, with, like, the troubled teen industry, like, what the fuck? Like, nobody ever
0: talks about that, and that shit is... Just wild, insane just the, to think the, about. The brief knowledge that yeah, the surface knowledge that I have on it, it's it's wild. It's just like, it's it's just all demanding obedience. For obedience's sake, yep. Because because um, obedience is pure and good. Mm. It, it's just leftover puritanical bullshit. Every time, I have my degree in psychology. I studied psychology for five years, um, and. What, one of the things that I learned is, uh, in a lot of ways, what is considered mental illness is relative. Oh, yeah. It's relative to your location it's, um, and the culture, the, the popular or majority culture in that area. Mm-hmm. So exactly like that's what I thought of when you were talking about um, the, the native uh, population. Because um, indigenous cultures were yeah. different mm-hmm. and, and had different values. Than the cultures of the Hawaii white male boys <laughs> that were coming over <laughs> and fucking um, everything up. <laughs> yeah, so so they they immediately saw that as, as mental illness, and that that's yeah. how everything has been. Everything that has been seemed different from the he- uh, hegemony is deemed mental illness. Yep. And I'm not to say that mental illness isn't real and that we don't like suffer from, from symptoms of it, but. Also, there definitely is a cultural oh, impact, there's a, a cultural portion to um, what, like, uh, we consider, like, in a lot of ways, like, autism being a disability, mm-hmm. um, but also how much of it being a disability is also related to the way that we see people uh, with autism, or autistic people, um, how we uh, see people with disabilities yeah. and how much we value those yes. people. Because in general, um, again, we have, we're indoctrinated with the perspective of the capitalist, of the owning yeah. class, of the imperialist. So when we think about people with disabilities, mental illness, mm-hmm. um, physical disabilities, we think about them from how much profit can be exploited Every from this person. Time. Yeah. So so then you see them as having inherently less value as humans because they have less marketable value. You've
1: assigned a monetary value to a human life, to a human need. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: at that moment, it's you've dehumanized them. And in my eyes, like you've dehumanized them past the point of return, like when you assign a monetary value to something so just integral to human life. But.
0: I We've just so, and it's just so regular, it's just such an ingrained Normal. part of our culture mm-hmm. to enti- entirely either for, uh, forget about people with disabilities, leave them out of the conversation, leave people with mental illnesses out of the conversation, mm-hmm. or villainize them, mm-hmm. and, and see them as being um, a, a, the villain, the, or um, the, the drag on society, instead of as human beings, um, because like a lot of the time people will talk about like when you when you bring up the homeless population in the United States, um, you'll get the response with, well, well, a lot of those homeless individuals have mental illness. What point do you think you're making when you say that yeah. as a retort? Why? Is being mentally ill a, a death sentence with homelessness? Because that's what yep. it is. No, you're not. You're not holding the gun to their head and pulling the trigger. But you are withholding the basic necessities that a human needs to survive. So if that person dies, the blood is on your hands. Exactly. And no, and exactly. to 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 say that having a mental illness or drug addiction usually as a result of untreated mental illness or the, or, uh, the, the material conditions um, created by capitalism. it it, why does that deserve death why does that deserve suffering why does that make that person now not deserving of of basic dignity
1: Mm -hmm. i mean it like it doesn't it's that that's the issue with like being a republican and being like inundated with just really whiteness and like you know the culture that like capitalism creates of like being desensitized from each other like you just Mm -hmm. you never are taught to really well you're not taught to critically think but it's not that you're not taught to think outside of yourself it's that thinking outside of yourself to this extent it fucking hurts a little, doesn't it? Like, it's really hard oh, yeah, to think about all of the unhoused people right now who are literally just suffering from addiction or suffering from psychosis that don't have shoes, that are just, like, sleeping in the cold right now.
0: It, it it There's that joke that it's just like, oh, like, there's a way, like, you could take the fun out of everything or, like, take the fun out of every holiday by, like, finding out the true origin of the holiday or things yep. like that. And it's just, like, people don't like that. People don't like to think about it's the bad shit. It's it's uncomfortable, and especially when they feel like they're too small to do anything about it. But putting it out of your mind, like that's a privilege. Yes, just being able to not think about it because yes. that's other people's reality. They're not able to turn it off to pause it ever. So yes, while no, it's not helpful to let it entirely consume you. Um, the whole well i just choose not to think about it like you people need to realize how entirely privileged of a position that is and also do not get offended by people telling you that it's privileged instead try a little introspection
1: yeah (laughs) seriously because like i don't know i a lot of my life i grew up in poverty i was very young though there was also parts of my life where i had lots of privilege a big part of my life right now i live a very privileged life right now but like when people call me privileged, that's not, you know, that's not an insult because you can't control that. Like, that's the issue with all of this is being rich or being poor is just being born really under capitalism. Like, it's just a fucking luck of the draw, basically. And even then, even if you're rich, what? You may have the worst fucking awful parents in the world. Then you may get, like, abused or sexually. Like, there's all of these systemic issues and the mental health field is like, should be a way that people are able to find help. But when you think about it, a lot of these issues we face in society, a lot of these traumas are all related to capitalism in some way, especially when you consider like, um, you know, not feeding your kids. You know, now you have trauma because you weren't fed as a child, but it's probably because your parents literally couldn't afford to feed you. Well, you know, to the note of like being disabled and stuff, there's no time for fucking disability under capitalism. Get busy, bitches. I'm sorry, that's <gasps> you told me today. That's a slur. I'm never using that word again. Well, that's but a big but promise. you can reclaim
0: it. Oh, we're
1: reclaiming it. <laughs> <laughs> Bitches get busy because uh, really what I'm just trying to say is like when you're disabled under capitalism, there is no time for that. Um, and everybody around you will make that very clear. Your boss, your
0: family, your school. There's yep. no time. And that, that again, um, the devalu- devaluing you as a human because of your, ability, your marketable exactly. skills or lack thereof. Um, again, perpetuates that cycle of trauma. Oh, I remember what I was going to say now. That's uh, how, um, again, when I brought up how, like, a lot of what is considered mental illness or that mental illness is related to culture Socialism, and yeah. to uh, systemic things. So it's, it's not so much um, mental illness is, is, like, just biologically getting worse, just happening more often. It's because the... Uh, the The material conditions that perpetuate or um, worsen the symptoms of a mental illness are getting worse. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So yeah. So that it's just kind of a a natural the the natural effect. Yeah.
1: And. Of it. Because we're ignoring, like, because those conditions are getting worse, we're ignoring those mental illnesses or the symptoms and those disabilities that we may suffer from. And, like, that looks a lot of different ways, but, um, you know, I am not medicated. I'm somebody who was medicated very young as a child with a bunch of different antidepressants, didn't work out very well. But, like, a big way that people will ig- basically, quote-unquote, ignore those disabilities or really just, like, mask them is being over medicated, which, you know, then leads to addiction, or even being under medicated, which leads to like, uh, big bouts of mania and people with bipolar disorder who literally have to have medication to function, like, you know, using
0: uh, illicit drugs to cope.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm a huge, big, stony, baloney pothead.
0: Like, there's a big Same reason days. for that, right? But, like, um, <laughs> untreated, untreated ADHD, undiagnosed uh, OCD. <laughs> but, you know, I just
1: said the words in order to function. But when I say stuff like that, like, you know, what do we mean by in order to function? And typically, it means in order to function under a capitalist economic system because you're. Yeah. You're, like, you're not worth anything if you can't otherwise. And, you know, I don't even, like, exist in a traditional work setting. But I still feel really guilty if I, like, spend a day not doing the things like I traditionally need to do on a fucking Tuesday.
0: Yeah. It's um, that that feeling like you need to forever be productive. And that productive is whatever capitalists determine productive yep. or like define it as whatever yes. is productive toward the goal of capitalism but what i was uh gonna write down or what i wrote down um so i didn't forget this <laughs> um was in a lot of ways mental illness is also still the scapegoat for the ills of capitalism oh yeah um when someone shoots up a school you blame mental illness it's mental instead health of, yeah yeah Um, or you can blame mental illness for why people are homeless and without thinking critically about Mm -hmm. what about being mentally ill would make you lose Mm your house or access to shelter. So it's like, in a lot of ways, I feel like maybe, I mean, do you think maybe there could be like purposefully like not taking it seriously because it is that scapegoat to, to make it seem like um, the these patterns, these effects, these symptoms or uh, latent effects of capitalism are not linked back to capitalism? Make it seem more arbitrary, more random? I mean, absolutely. And it works for like
1: all of the oppressors and it again, working class and marginalized people face all of the harm for it. So, like, it works in the capitalist favor, but not only that, it, like, works in white supremacist favor Mm -hmm. whenever white men consistently get to shoot up public places and its mental health is the issue instead of its uh, white supremacy. Yeah, exactly. So, like, I absolutely think that you're right in, like, posing that, you know, kind of rhetorical question, but I agree.
0: Yeah, because it's just like, uh, If, if mental health is such a big deal, if if all of these people in the homeless population is growing because of mental illness, then why are we not attacking the, the, the causes of mental illness? Why, why are we so focused on trying to put a bandaid on like a, a, an open sore, a wound? Uh, that's just like infected um, after the fact instead of preventing I mean preventing like hopefully preventing the wound to begin with but at least yeah. preventing the infection like why why are we so concerned with what ha- like uh, I don't know just it seems like nobody focuses on um, all of the variables that part, that contribute to a problem yep. and attacking those variables oh yeah
1: I think about that a lot when it comes to the indigenous population specifically because statistically speaking um, like indigenous youth are much more likely to commit suicide, uh, statistics of drug abuse, uh, domestic violence, like all of that. It's really high in indigenous populations but it simultaneously indigenous populations somehow make up such a small not somehow we know how they make up such a small part of our population Mm -hmm. and then nobody seems to consider why that is historically like you have to put all the pieces together to make a full story when indigenous people again have been stripped of their culture when colonizers have literally taken their land and displaced them and killed their family members and done the most unspeakable, egregious acts historically over and over and over again. Like, maybe there's generational reasons why people just cannot get out of the boat they're in.
0: That's why, like, that's why, like, it's, I don't understand why uh, it's hard for some people to realize that that people don't develop in a vacuum. Like, it's that's why I hate this whole when people talk about like evil, this this presence of evil, mm. like, oh, bad people just do bad things, this elusive evil um that that you can't do anything about that's cop out. No. <laughs> people are not inherently anything. They're yeah. what they learn to be. Yep. and to. That's why, like, that's how capitalism has thrived for so long. And it's an, it, and that's why a key portion of capitalist propaganda and indoctrination is it's human nature to be greedy. Yes. It's human nature to be brutal. It's yes. human nature to want to dominate each other when that's not true. Yeah. And, and people will say it with such confidence and authority as if there is literally any evidence to back it up. <laughs> and if you come at me with lobsters... I'm going to scream. <laughs> if you say literally fucking anything to me about the, the hierarchical structure of lobsters as if it matters, I'm going to literally rip my hair out and throw it at you. <laughs> 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 I fucking hate Jordan Peterson. Yeah, I told I this him. one guy was talking to me like and just throwing out all these Jordan Peterson points. I'm like, it sounds like Jordan Peterson is the only person that you listen to ever. And then they just like stopped responding. I was like, I'm sorry. He sucks. Was I right?
1: <laughs> he sucks. He is not he's not a good person. I don't know. I just like But like it's our God, God. I was gonna keep oh, slandering but, Jordan Peterson. Oh no.
0: I thought we we I think we already went in on him pretty hard in a previous episode. You, but think. the thing is is I can keep going forever about Jordan how much Peterson I hate Jordan slander, Peterson. Yeah. <laughs> he's just the <sighs> He is like okay, so I remember this guy that I worked with. Um mm-hmm. this just like uh, uh, he I, he told me one time that he wanted to join the military because he wanted to kill people. Oh, and he was a Jordan Jordan Peterson stan, and like that is the the archetype of like Jordan like incels, like the. I deserve attention from other people that I'm not getting, um, not because I'm an awful person with a terrible personality, but because, you know, just the society is set up against me. And that like the whole like Joker arc thing, like <laughs> like, I don't know, whenever <laughs> I always hear that audio, that like, I'm a lot like Joker from the movie. Like anytime Joker. these guys are like, well, I like I don't know. Act in that way. I'm losing my train of thought. I met again. an anarchist <laughs> when
1: I was a neoliberal, and he refused to tell me what neoliberalism was. He would just call me a neolib. <laughs> But Mm -hmm. he was a Jordan Peterson stan, and he used Jordan Peterson to justify IQ, and then slowly that turned into, and that's why black people are dumber than me. And I was like, hold on. yeah. How did you get from Jordan Peterson to literal white support? This is the issue with Jordan Peterson,
0: is that it's like a a quick quick
1: slippery slope into literal eugenics talking points.
0: So fuck that guy. Every time it goes right into eugenics. And that's exactly like you guys realize that when, or people realize when they, I don't think they do, but when they're supporting things like, um, when they think that poor people are poor, uh, or impoverished because they're just intellectually inferior, like, if that were the truth, then that means that you're supporting eugenics, Yeah. that instead of, instead of, uh, increasing accommodations and for individuals who are unable to provide for themselves, you instead um, throw them in a hole and forget about them and hope that they die off. Like, we're human, and I feel like we just have a little bit more inherent value than that because we're sentient beings, beings, um, like thinking, feeling creatures.
1: Yes, and, like, not only that, people tend to forget that, like, there is a level of disability that comes with just becoming old, And that means that most people are going to become disabled at some point in their life. Why, like, do you not, does that not scare you a little? Because I'm haunted every day. Like, I already suffer with some disabilities that make life already pretty difficult as it is. But I can still get around for the most part. Like, I am able-bodied to most people. So, I am worried every day about when I'm not able-bodied and I can't just walk over the sidewalk and there's no other way to get up the fucking two feet of con or two inches or three inches or whatever of concrete yeah. to, you know, get to my destination. Like, th- that's, like, the true reality is every day as a disabled person, you are faced with fucking, like, obstacle after obstacle because in you're not every way.
0: No, in no, any In any planning and anything nope. that has to do. Yep. Because... You're not the norm because people will be like, "Well, you know, the majority of people can walk, so well." It's like, so what? So that means that you just entirely forget about the people that can't. Can't? Because because like people still act like uh, we haven't made technological advancements or we don't have more capabilities to make accommodations or don't increase our, our capabilities to make accommodations. Well, I, I don't understand. People are like, well, 100 years ago, you could. I don't give a shit about 100 years ago. It's not 100 years ago. We, yeah. th- things change. Exactly. So it's just like the, the whole idea of progress, to keep, uh, uh, cap, uh, we need innovation. We need to keep having innovation. What's the point of innovation if it's not to Accessible. make human life better yeah. and, and easier and yep. more comfortable? It what is the is, yeah. point? Why, why are we innovating then? So like someone told me, because they were, they were trying to tell me like on one of my TikTok posts, it's just fucking dumpster fire in the comments. People trying to assign value to humans depending on what they provide to society. Mm-hmm. And it's just like the
1: sad truth of it all is that um, again, like kind of going back to the level of privilege we have to even really be sitting here Like, even having the time to sit here with the resources to discuss this, to upload this, for the people to be able to sit down, to listen to it, whatever, blah, blah, blah. The sad truth is, is that there are a lot of people in your neighborhood, in your community, that will never get the resources that they need. And because of that, they'll probably end up unhoused someday, or they'll end up dead way earlier than they were supposed Mm to. And that's just the really unfortunate but realistic truth for a lot of people. And even though, again, it's uncomfortable to think about that, like, that is the, again, live truth of just having a for-profit healthcare system. Capitalism is not meant to make things better. And that's especially true when it comes
0: to our mental health. Yeah, like, um... It's not meant to make anything better. It's, it's pro- profit motivated. And what's profitable is not synonymous with what serves human need, with what is, is uh, ethical. Yes. Um, like, because it's, in my opinion, it's unethical to assign value to humans depending on what they do for a living. Because mm-hmm. when it comes to community, we're all pieces of a whole. Yeah. And like, I don't, I know that that goes against the individualistic way of thinking. Yeah. But no one person, if they disappeared off the face of the planet right now, would cease everything from functioning. There is no one person holding it all together. No. So to assign that value is weird to me because then it's like well what does that mean because like I, someone came up with an example they're like what about uh, like a genetic engineer like biological engineers uh, chemical engineers uh, and I asked well okay why why are they valuable why are they important well because they they make medication okay why is it important to have medication is it because it's supposed to support human life human needs um, so then why would you value the, that person over, like, because it's just like, they're only valuable because you value human life, yeah. right? Yeah. You value keeping people alive. Mm-hmm.
1: Like, so, why would you value the maker over the person who needs the product
0: the maker is making? Yeah, and it's like, I understand that, oh, without that person making it, nobody would get it, but it's, what's the point of making it if you don't actually give a shit about preserving human life? Yeah or bettering uh, suffering, or any, if you're just like, oh, well, fuck you, like, uh, you need to pick yourself up. by Like, I don't know, because this whole sentiment is just like, we don't actually give a fuck about taking care of humans. Yeah. So then it's just like, what's the, why are you assigning a high value to people that create these medications, or a higher value, or why do you need to compare it? Why does it have to be one value comparison to another Mm -hmm. why can you not just see because they're like they always say oh the janitor and the doctor it's like well if you didn't have the person picking up the garbage disease would be rampant and that would create even more need for a doctor yep and it's just like again they're all pieces of the whole and to to, and then people always like be like oh well but in the general like it's you need more garbage people than you need neurosurgeons Because there's less people that need neurosurgery than there are people that need their garbage picked up. Exactly. And garbage, especially in the cities, will pile up very fucking quickly if there's nobody there to pick it up. And so then that's like a a health emergency like that. Mm -hmm. And it's just like... It doesn't make sense also because then people want to decide a value judgment to how hard you're working. Oh, yeah. So then you say, well, a garbage man works really hard. But then they'll be like, oh, no, it's not how hard you're working. It's how much value you can create for the market. It's always, And then it's always moving the goalposts. Yes, you're just exactly. like, well, the single mother should be the billionaire then because she's working the hardest or they're working the hardest.
1: See, that's why like, I, I try not to think about their point of view too often because it always changes. Like, There's never real actual value or opinion they hold other than we hate poor people we hate poor people mm-hmm. like that's literally all that it is when it comes down to it and it's like sad but it's just true <laughs>
0: like they, they hate poor people they, like poor they people. hate people with addiction they hate people with mm-hmm. mental illness
1: yeah. because all, all our of these faults. people have
0: been scapegoated it's all our faults <laughs> poor people are the reason that other people are poor obviously it's the 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 people who are also barely scraping by, who are causing you to be poor, not the the, the owning class that takes a majority of the the monetary value of your labor uh, you know oops, galaxy brains <laughs>
1: <laughs> Kind of going back to like the mental health field though um, a point I really wanted to make too because. I've been in therapy for a really long time, and every therapist I've had up to this point has been a white man. Even when Mm. I was, like, in a psych ward, all my uh, group therapists were white men. Um, And I want to say that, like, you know, that makes sense for me because I've been socialized as a white woman my entire life. Um, But what about people who aren't white? Uh, A mental mental health field that is saturated with white men as the main quote-unquote help seems a little redundant to, I don't know, like large groups or large portions of the United States population who were literally directly impacted by the white man and white man ideas and culture and norms and etc. So, like, it really doesn't fucking make any goddamn sense. White men are culturally detached from, like, a black woman or a brown woman. So it doesn't make sense to then expect black women to feel safe in a space where white men are predominantly the, you know, the, the helper authority. or whatever, the authority. Thank you. Yes.
0: Um that's 100%. In one of my courses when I was getting my degree, we actually specifically talked about that like um, yeah. how building rapport between the therapist and their um, client or patient is like of the utmost importance, and um, the the patient generally needs to feel like the therapist knows where they're coming from, understands their experience. Yeah, and if you're a white man, um, in general, you're going to not mm-hmm. understand the experience of. Uh, marg- a person of a marginalized racial group, especially like a black woman. Yeah. And then, so all of your your uh, therapeutic advice, um, it's not it's going to miss the mark because yep. you don't understand the root causes for these issues. Like yes. I uh, I wrote down so I didn't forget um, that therapy. Um, a lot of our therapeutic practices um, do not take into account the fact that the conditions of capitalism never affect your mental health yes. um and affect your ability to recover and yes. to rehabilitate and to mm-hmm. develop those coping mechanisms and i think that's where the f- the field is starting to recognize this yeah and um from just from what i've seen um uh, from uh, psychological or psychology professional psychologist psychiatrist, they're starting to recognize this and go back and reassess. I mean, because you like the DSM keeps has it having updates because yeah. the more you research, realizing. the more you learn, yeah. the more you can figure out what's causing these things. So, um, yeah. yeah, I think that that's a step that the mental health field is taking right now is just starting to take into account. Because again, you said that. I mean, and it's true that this field was founded, and in a lot of ways, the authority is still white men. But those mm-hmm. white men can only experience or know of those Ill, mental health illnesses through the perspective of a white yes, man who's not also facing those other barriers. Yeah, and has and never so experienced them, so they don't know to attribute anything to those barriers. If you're a clinician listening to this, two things. Your
1: care needs to be fucking rooted in the concept of your client's material conditions at any given second. Like, don't give advice of, oh, just try and relax. Like, if your Mm. client is in, you know, really, like, really bad poverty, their living conditions are horrid. And second of all, oh, I'm going to have a moment where I forget what I'm about to say
0: oh it's not it must be the moon or something it's not just me (laughs) yeah i don't know i'm like i'm space brain i don't know it might also just be because i've been just being berated on tiktok i've had like literally every time i open it it's like over 100 that's what i was gonna say
1: the second thing (laughs) is um, oh no, there's three things now. okay. the second thing is is that oh, if you yeah. are if you're a white social worker or a clinician you work in the mental health field, you need to be seeking out resources from, Black clinicians, black social Mm -hmm. workers, indigenous, social like, you need to look outside of your lens and try to understand it from that perspective. Or else you're not going to be able to help a young black or brown woman or non-binary person, et cetera, et cetera. You're not going to be able to help them the way that you should. And the last thing I was just going to say to that, too, is that if you're... Clients are coming to you and they directly are saying, you know, capitalism is fucking up my life. I cannot get out of poverty. Don't be abrasive to that. I don't know how many times I've gotten TikTok comments where they're like, I tried to tell my therapist about specifically how capitalism is impacting me. And they told me that I'm complaining. I don't need to talk about that. I need to stop thinking about that. Somebody in my comments said that their therapist literally told them they were becoming, like, obsessive in their hatred of capitalism.
0: Bro. I have have a good therapist, which is, like, really sad because my therapist is leaving the practice, so I'm going to have to find a new one. But my therapist was also, seemed anti-capitalist, so... Mm -hmm. yeah, she was pretty dope. I think my therapist
1: sleeping. is going to listen to this episode. So if you do, oh, hi.
0: <laughs> I, I told my therapist about uh, the podcast, but maybe maybe, maybe if I'm not, I'll just give it to let her. Or I told her the name of it to so have her listen to it before she or if she's going to change practices anyway.
1: I told them to <laughs> listen cool. to this episode specifically if they ever do give it a listen because it's about mental oh. health. So it be helpful, Yeah, you know?
0: obvious. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, right up their alley. Um, yeah, definitely what you had said is it's super important to bring those different perspectives into the equation. Mm-hmm again, since things like mental illness can be a relative, depending on what culture you're looking at and talking about, um, that is very important when building, um, like treatment plans and, uh, psychological theories and stuff like that. Are you attributing these to the correct variables? Are you contributing your conclusions to the correct shit? Pretty much. I feel
1: like I feel like it's also honestly important to just acknowledge it like out loud to you know the people in your field that you're trying to help like if you are a white person and uh you have a person of a different cultural background approaching you for help it's okay to be honest and like i'm still learning you know culturally mm-hmm. i do didn't have really any culture at all. So there's a difference in the way that you were, you grew up and were socialized. So I need to learn these things so I can best help you. And like, it's okay to it's, ask for guidance to some extent so you can best help them.
0: It's okay to admit that you don't know everything. It's okay yeah. to admit that it's actually better to admit yes. that you are uh, ignorant of, of some experiences and perspectives. I, I tend to always try to lead with that. I'll just go like, uh, I'll, I'll say my opinion and I'll be like, but I understand that my opinion is also limited to my perspective Mm -hmm. and it, it, my opinion can definitely be changed. Yeah. If, if people offer in those, those alternate perspectives and I mean, it's, 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 I hate, it's like people think that if you say like, hey, your perspective maybe isn't the most valid or your perspective alone maybe isn't the most valid to this conversation right now, people take such offense to that. And it's just like, don't be offended because it's not possible. It's not possible for anybody to have all of the perspectives. No one expects for you to. What we expect is for people to just be humble and to acknowledge that.
1: Yeah. And it, like it's okay to seek outside perspective, and like we do that all the time. Like humans, oftentimes seek advice outside of themselves in like any given social situation. So, some like I know it feels like a little insulty just because the way, especially again, like a lot of white people are socialized, like it's not appropriate to say something like that to somebody. But like it's not inappropriate. Oftentimes, like I'll see a friend struggling, and my first thought is like they need a different perspective on this. Like, they are not, they're not looking at this from all angles. And, like, it's okay to yeah. think about that socially, too. Like, we're not always right. Thank you for being a friend. Ooh, that was off tune.
0: And
1: uh, this is the end. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's it. Mental health and capitalism oh will have you sing song yourself into oblivion. Will somebody email us? Please, I'm literally back. Be- like I check our email every day, like I can't wait. We're gonna get to a- get a fan mail letter someday. And that day's never come. Like
0: b- please, Send anybody. An email. Oh, what's the email? It's
1: manic at gmail.com.
0: dot